Welcome, everybody, to the That Kind of Nerd Podcast. I am CJ Mellon. I am Brian Thornton. And I am Josh Burns. Welcome to our show. This week's episode, we talk about streaming music services, in particular Beats. We break down the trailers for the May blockbusters that are coming out and give you our thoughts and opinions on them. We talk about movie theater etiquette and the Fast and Furious franchise. We round it out with two comments from our listeners, and we give Josh a chance to redeem himself. Welcome to the That Kind of Nerd Podcast. So I'm actually really kind of excited for today's episode because, in my opinion, this is the least nerdy this show is going to be in a while. <laughs> that if you have any friends who are, like, starting to listen to this show and you don't know exactly where to start them off on, you could probably start in on this or the first episode because we're not going to go all nerd crazy. That I can see so far. Speak for uh, yourself. This. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll go a little nerd crazy, but I'm not. But not to the the, the yesterday or the last week's conversation. After the previous episodes, no. it's Batman and it's Superman yelling at each other. Right. Um, so I think this is going to be good. So I'm excited for this. So uh, Josh wrote an interesting article for uh, our website thatkindofnerd.com where he's talking about streaming services, mainly in particular Beats Audio. Um, Josh, you were actually pretty passionate about getting this article out into the world. So why don't you give us a little background as to why this was a topic that was really exciting you? Yeah, I started uh, looking for a new music service when I was commuting to uh, Plymouth Meeting for work. And Spotify, you go on a channel and it's it'll give you 45 minutes maybe of good music. And then it starts to veer wildly off topic, like switching genres. When I'm listening to alt, it's going into pop. And I don't want to hear that. Um and it's also not giving you stuff that's fresh or it's repeating songs. It's just no good. So I, I, it was the search for something that would satisfy a long drive and keep me entertained. And uh, that's when I came to Beats Music. Uh, it was like a free trial at the time and a special deal if you hooked it up through your wireless carrier. So I tried it out and it was, it was I mean, it was really cool. So what other services did you go through before you went and you decided to go to Beats? I know you said uh, – uh, I'm sorry, Spotify. But I mean yeah, Pandora I, and I mean that stuff's free. I think you had to pay for Beats, right? Uh, yeah, you pay for Beats the same as you pay for Spotify, nine ninety nine a month. Um, but the – I tried Pandora. I think everybody has and it's, it's awful. Um, I've tried Rhapsody and I'm not crazy about that. I've tried like Slacker. Um, just imagine – like a, a a day with all of us uh, sitting behind a mobile counter and there were no customers, so we're just playing around with different apps. That's literally – it was a summer of like me and a few other people when it was dead just trying out different radio apps. And Beats Music is what I settled on as probably the most comprehensive and catered to my needs the best. If I remember – and this was before Apple acquired Beats and there's some things that are going to be coming down the pipeline with Beats Music and Apple joining together now. But this is – I think the thing that set Beats apart was this was a human-curated list, right? Like this isn't an algorithm. There's actually people working behind the scenes for this, if I remember correctly. People and <clears throat> sites. Yeah, I mean actual people, but you know, fueled by AMP and Hot 97 and K-Rock and uh, 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 you know, a, a bevy of others, including Rolling Stone and Pitchfork. Uh, who are a couple of my favorites. So something that was really interesting about Beats Music, and something I didn't know until I actually read your article, because when I played with Beats Music, I just looked, it was like, I'm confused, and I left. It has something called The Sentence. Yes. 
The sentence is the coolest feature, in my opinion, about it. So you have a screenshot here, and uh, some words are in black and some are in white. Looks like the whites are the ones that you can put in. And you have, I'm in the car in white and feel like in white, road tripping with myself to classic rock. So you kind of give – is it the, the premise that you give beats kind of what you're doing and it's going to start making a list based off of the information you're giving it? Yeah, absolutely. Imagine a, a Mad Lib where you're, you're basically filling in you know, your, your noun and your verb and your, your adverb, whatever, this, you know, all the English fun stuff. But the, the, the crazy thing about the sentence is that it has a lot of different things So and feel like pre-partying, doing nothing. Sleeping in, punching walls, punching walls, punching, punching, punching walls is a choice. So I'm on a boat and feel like punching walls with no pants on is an option. If they don't play (laughs) I'm on a boat by Lonely Island, Um, I'll be severely disappointed in that playlist. No pants on, no regrets, extraterrestrials is a choice. Uh, your mother is a choice. <laughs> it sounds right? like Angry Apples just got fixed in with Pandora and went a little crazy on it. Yeah, so if I choose I'm on a boat and feel like punching walls with your mom to alt-rock <laughs> and I play that sentence, I get Jason's Basement. And now we have to pay the money. I appreciate that. It sounds like an yeah. elaborate way to insult yourself. No, look, here's <laughs> the reason I use it that way is, you know, sometimes you know how you feel but you're just scrolling through your your iTunes collection and cannot find the appropriate thing, right? Yes. For me, it's a lot of alt rock, it's a lot of classic rock, it's a lot of indie, it's a lot of hip hop, it's a lot of metal, and I can't ever choose, but I know how I feel. So I'll just say, you know what, man? I just feel like winding down, right? I feel like relaxing, and I'm in my car right now, and I'm by myself, and I know that I, you know, I could get I could get down to some to some alt rock right now, so but I don't want to make that choice, and Beats Music makes it for me with never a repeat ever. So uh, when I so I'm not a big fan of streaming music services because I really like the fact that if I'm going to pay for something, I want to own the music. So I've always had like a, a problem with them, but I use them from time to time because there's just sometimes I want to discover new music. Sure. So I I love so today actually on the on the drive home I have an hour drive uh, home. I was listening to something and I was like, I feel like I'm in the mood for some like acoustic stuff. I don't know what I want. I put in Obadiah Parker, uh, starting from Hey Ya, um, nice. which is, yeah, great, great cover of that song, by the way, if you haven't heard it. And then I put on iTunes radio and said, go, like, go ham, like, show me what you got. And the songs I got back were not very good. No. And it was all, and then, it, and then afterwards, just like you kind of said, it did veer off a bit where now I'm getting big hits from bands that are doing acoustic versions instead of getting some kind of folkier sound or, or getting something a little more uh, catered to what I was looking for. So then right. I went over to Pandora, and uh, Pandora kind of did this, the same thing but um, took my thumbs downs really to heart and started kicking stuff like the Google Dolls off. Excuse me, the Goo Goo Dolls off off the list and started becoming a little more catered. Does Beats kind of give you that thing too? So if you can go, whoa, hold on, Beats, you're going down the wrong direction. I want to go this way instead. Can you nudge it in the in the right direction? Yeah, you can. I mean, obviously, you can just skip. Um, but the, it's it's more intuitive than that, right? So what you're saying is, you know, Beats, this is not what I'm looking for, and that's actually not the case at all. See. When you when you play the sentence, you're going to get exactly what you're looking for. The crazy thing about it is imagine that sort of, uh, you know, seven degrees of separation where it's not just the band that you're 
playing, right? It's not just the Deftones. It's bands that were influenced by the Deftones and bands that influenced the Deftones. You're going to hear all of it, right? Um, and it's just, it's so cool the way have it, the, the way they have it curated. And when you play the sentence um, and you say, you specify classic rock, it's not going to just play you Creedence Clearwater Revival. You know, you're going to hear some of the Johnny Cash, some of the edgier Johnny Cash stuff. You're going to hear some of the Otis Redding stuff. I mean, it's going to span what they would consider classic rock. So then the other part for it too is this is a monthly subscription, right? Absolutely. Is, yeah, is, pay $9.99 a month. Well, it's, oh, it, all right. So title from Jay-Z, which is done terrible, by the way. That's like what twenty bucks a month. It's well, if you want, if you want HD, it's it's nineteen ninety nine a month for high quality audio, which I think is just terrible, right? Just completely. Jay Z's star power, and I get it, and it's popular amongst the youngsters, and that's cool. But <laughs> it's just you know twenty bucks a month for real. No, Bri- Brian, you use Spotify in your car, right? Because you have a five minute commute, you lucky SOB. <laughs> So I I don't know what do you do for music while you're in your car or when you drive an hour and then you visit your friends like to record the podcast I know you hang out with some people what do you listen to when you're in your car um I, honestly I I've never tried Beats music because nine times out of ten like you said I have a five minute commute to work which is really awful sometimes I don't even get to listen to uh, two whole songs so uh, I I don't need the need to discover new music it's more about I want to listen to some stuff that I haven't listened to in a while, and I use Spotify just to – I have this 500-song playlist, and I put on a song that I like, and I start the shuffle, and I, I drive my hour from, from here to, to visit whoever I'm visiting. So I don't find the need to discover new music too often. If I did, it sounds like Beats would probably be the way to go because I've tried Spotify's radio option, and it's not always that great. So this is the tail end for it. When I find – once I finally find an artist – and, I f- and I'm not in a mood. I want to actually just start listening to a particular genre or a particular person. I love going to ham on it and just finding either their discography online or I find it on Spotify and I find you know the artist and I just listen to everything. Does Beats give you that option too? Yeah. Can I, can I just consume all one artist? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all of one artist. And if, you, if you're introduced to a new artist who maybe isn't so new to someone you haven't heard before – uh, what they'll have is an intro, a playlist made by a, a popular curator that'll be an intro to that artist that'll give you sort of the highlights. Oh, that's cool. And then and then a secondary playlist that'll be deep cuts, lesser known, but very popular or very intense songs. So, CJ, I would tell you, you know, knowing what you know about the, the band Brand New, you should go to Beast Music and listen to the intro to Brand New and then the deep cuts. So it, it it isn't just like here's everything. It goes, listen, you're new. Here's a new part for it. Yeah. Hey, you you're a great fan of this this artist. Have you heard this one and that right, one? Right, but you can. But if you want to listen to Dejan Tandu, if you want to listen to the Devil and God are raging inside me, you can listen to the whole album. For right. instance, when I travel, I make Dejan and Tandu uh, available offline so I can listen to it on the plane. Okay, and that's that's what like, but. That music is basically downloaded onto your phone at that point. Right. So you're, you know, just, you know, be cautious, people, when you do that. You're taking up space. All right. So the other thing I had, uh, because I was reading your article and and I had a question about it too. Something I really liked on iTunes was every once in a while they have an artist that made an iTunes station. 
And uh, they kind of almost like DJ it in the sense that, you know, they'll, they'll cut in and say, listen, I like this song and it inspired me to do X, Y, Z. They kind of do like a like a storyteller's thing and then they play the song and they come in and out with this. And uh, I, it was a real cool experience. There was an, so I love John Mayer. John Mayer did one. I was like, cool, I'll listen to it. And he was talking about some of his influences because he went kind of bluesy and folksy. And what did that? Does Beats give us anything like that? Are there like celebrity playlists? Um, not playlists like that but what you can do is you can follow the artist um on beats music and then consume content from them directly so Um, so like do they say hey i like you know i like this song so if i follow um an artist and they say oh my god i just listened to this album can they like like it and it shows them on like a feed yeah, it's not it's not a feed. It's it's more like a, a page with uh, activity, so to speak. It's not oh, okay. like a, I can't. It's not like a like a social network type feed as such. But it's look. Here's the bottom line for me was music uh, for me, and I think for a lot of people is one of those things that that puts you in a particular time and place. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. I if I hear Digital Bath by the Deftones, I'm immediately. Uh, driving fast at night in the summer with the windows down. It's just how I feel when I hear the song. And there's a ton of music that does that for me, and I have the capability of capturing that in individual playlists or hearing the sort of what other people see as the bigger picture of other songs that are in that genre. Or for my kids, there's a whole playlist of just kids' music, and it's not kids. And when I say kids' music, it's like, you know, Rage Against the Machine and and my kids' music. It's the right. stuff my kids listen to. Um, but it keeps them quiet on car rides, man. They they get in the car, they go, Daddy, kids' playlist, and I put it on. It's got pop stuff. It's got rock stuff. It's got One Direction and Taylor Swift and Rage Against the Machine, amongst others. <laughs> Just imagine your kids listening to Rage Against the Machine. Oh, dude, Fistful of Steel. Like your Fistful son climbing on top of the car, like at the VMAs and rocking back and forth <laughs> on the car. They they are a big fan of Tom Morello's prowess on the guitar. Um, and, and you know what? I agree with that statement because you know, for me too, I, I I love using music as a tool. I use it when I write. Um, I I did when I was acting, I would have like a playlist for a character to help me get in their mindset. So this sounds really cool that you could start with something like a sentence and discover artists, or find an artist that you really want to get introductions to them or, or a deep cut. Um, you know, I tool around with with all different media sources, and I really didn't give Beats Music a, a fair shot. So I'm thinking I may do it. Now, my question is, is it still restrictive to a carrier to get it or no, it's no, totally it, open now? It never was restricted. There was a there was a deal if you were on a specific wireless carrier and then there may still be that you can get a multi account subscription for a lesser price. OK. Um, but for right now, uh, I think you have a maybe like a 48 hour or, or seven day trial period. Uh, and when you first create the account. It loads this graphic on the screen. It's all these bubbles, right? And you are making the bubbles bigger or smaller based on how much you like or, you know, how, you know how much you like this band. If you like them, you put them in a big bubble. If you like them a little bit, small bubble, don't like them off the screen. And once you do that, it builds your home screen that's called Just For You. And, man, you it is scroll. you can scroll for... You know, a solid ten minutes and explore stuff that is catered for you. Because, and what's funny that you said that it sounds like the interface is actually pretty intuitive. Because I use Samsung's Milk service when I had my Samsung Galaxy um, 
S5. And God, I hated that. The UI on that is just awful. It's clunky. It doesn't make uh, very much sense at all. So right. it seems like I may actually get it to try, uh, maybe at least try it for a month, uh, see how I like it on the commute. Because in my commute, I have podcast days and I have music days, days where I catch up on, on other shows I listen to and there's days where I need to just get some music in my, so in my head. So just let me give you an example. In my Just For You, right now there's an emo and pop punk energy boost playlist that's curated by uh, the playlist was built by Jess Harwell of Beats Punk. And then right under that, there's a full Radiohead album called The Benz, and then there's a At The Drive-In album next to it. So, I mean, it's it it goes based on my taste in music, and it knows what I've played. And I'm sure there's algorithms, and they capture that data. But it's always going to be somewhat in my wheelhouse and never crazy, stupid, random like the other services. All right. So right now, Beats Audio, uh, you just go ahead and you get the subscription. Um, you can do it on your iOS device. Is it out for Android as well? Or is uh, it only iOS? I have no idea. I don't have an Android phone. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. It's <laughs> it's Beats Music. Uh, go to beatsmusic.com. You can sign up there, or you can sign up through the app on your on your phone or tablet. Or yeah, I'm sure it's available on all the platforms. So I would definitely go ahead and I would definitely go ahead and try that out. Uh, see if it if it's good for you. Now, if you use Beats and you thought you know, hey, that that was that was a good description of it. Um, you know, let us let us know if you're a person who doesn't like Beats at all. You've tried it before and you switch to Spotify. Uh, sound off in our comments or or call the the phone number at the end of this or send us an email and tell us your opinion on it. We may even play it on the show. So yeah, I may be using Spotify wrong. So I mean, if that's, <laughs> that's, that's probably if true I'm too. if I'm way off the mark, and I use Spotify for about two years. So if if I'm if I was using it wrong the whole time, please tell me. But in the meantime, try Beats Music. You will not be sorry. So my my next topic is actually a post that Brian is is getting together for us, and we'll be live by the time that we uh, publish this podcast on Mondays. And by the way, if you haven't noticed, we're trying to aim for Mondays dropping news and our podcast on thatkindofnerd.com. Um, we're still new to the podcast game, so give us a little time to make sure that some of our stuff gets uh, set together. But Brian is uh, talking about the May movie list. Um, while the seasons are really screwed up right now because it's 46 in Pennsylvania, and it's almost May. Uh, the movie season has, thank God, stayed its course. Uh, so we got a lot of good movies coming out. So, Brian, why don't you tell us what's coming down the, the pipeline and um, and tell a little people about some of the movies. Um, okay, so there's there's a lot of movies coming out this summer in general. Um, I mean, I could just cover, uh, in the article, I just cover May. Uh, for this week, I'm going to be adding to it as we kind of go along here. Um, but... Everybody knows next week is going to get kicked off for the summer movie season with Avengers, uh, the Avengers sequel, Age of Ultron. Um, Something that I'm personally extremely excited for. If no way, so excited, yeah. If nobody's figured it out, I'm a huge comic book fan, and uh, I I think this movie is going to be fantastic. And you're going to get all the wonderful humor and action that you got out of the first one, uh, just to the next level. I I think it's going to be completely spectacular. So. CJ, I mean, there's, there's, there's no doubt that this has been Marvel's, this, this is Marvel's huge thing that they're doing right now. I know Ant Man's on the horizon, but this has kind of taken priority over a lot of other things. There's more star the, power in this than there's anything. Huge yeah. star power in this. Well, I mean, Ant Man is set for July. I mean, this is Marvel has made a point of of making their a major movie comes out the first weekend of may always to kind of kick off the summer movie season and um i mean last year it was uh the iron man 3 what was uh, a couple years ago and all the iron mans come out the first weekend in may 
and the Spider-Mans came out the first weekend in May. So uh, they're continuing the tradition and, and kicking it off right. Uh, this is going to be setting the bar for all summer movies, honestly. This is going to be the bar that I, I gauge every summer movie by. So let me ask the, the question that seems really stupid to ask, but I'm going to ask you after every movie. Uh, are you going to see it, Brian? I will be there at uh, midnight or 10 p.m. Whatever the first showing is, I'm going to be there. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be involved in a wedding that weekend and i've already uh told certain folks i don't care what reception or rehearsal dinner or whatever i need to leave to go see this movie <laughs> you know if you know me you'll understand and i will be at this movie uh, come hell or high water geez brian you're that kind of nerd <laughs> i know right um, <laughs> i'm sorry that was terrible uh josh are you going to see this movie uh because of my involvement in this podcast i have a flight that lands at 10 p.m on Thursday, I'm going to hit the bar for a couple rounds, and then I'm going to go to – I'm going to take an Uber over to the theater. I'm sorry. Are you going to a, a midnight showing, Josh? I don't really have a choice. This is the life you have forced me into. I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> I, couldn't, I, I really couldn't hear that. You're going to a midnight showing? Yes, a midnight show. The reason why this is re – I'm repeating this fact is that Josh hates – going to crowded movies josh would rather go to a movie on a wednesday at 10 o'clock in the morning that was actually the plan that was the plan <laughs> nobody in the theater and watch it that way but because we want to record a podcast particularly about this episode we are forcing him into doing it and for anyone who knows josh um you'll know that's out of character so if you don't awful. know josh he's really being dedicated to, to, to this <laughs> show and to you the listeners to be informed about it so i think it's hilarious that he's a gonna curse on both your houses uh, that's not fair <laughs> so i will not be going to the midnight showing only because that's the weekend of my daughter's birthday uh so i have family coming in and family coming over so i, I can't do that i'm not as dedicated as brian is to leave like a yeah. wedding i i, I, and, um, I see that you're just not devoted enough that's okay i also missed iron man on opening weekend because that's the day that my daughter was born i'm just uh, hearing so excuses upon excuses i can't see the first week of may at midnight i just can't do it until she's older and i can get someone to watch it and it's okay and i'll feel good about it uh when she's older you'll be bringing her to these movies so who cares when she when she's older i don't know if she'll go to midnight showings with us but she'll definitely go to, to showings maybe a wednesday at one o'clock like josh <laughs> yeah uh yeah i'll we'll join go. you that's I'll it baby, we'll i'll babysit you'll babysit <laughs> do it that way all right, so the, the next movie that's coming out on May 15th is uh, Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Um, this is – a lot of people are really excited, anticipated. It's a it's a reboot with Tom Hardy, uh, Charlie Theron, and um, who else is in this? Um, oh, man, I can't remember his name right Nicholas, now. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. He, uh, yeah, he was in Warm Bodies, and uh, he, he plays the Beast in the X-Men uh, first class movies. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna start a fight. I don't care about this movie at all. No, boo. Yeah. I don't care about this. I've never like Mad Max was great. That movie is so awesome. Why the hell are we rebooting this? Why I, are we rebooting this? Because it'll make money. I, I that's, that's all that matters. An original idea. Instead of rebooting this kind of trailer, I mean, uh, this kind of movie, everything, like, everything's a reboot or a remake a, a anymore, and, and we love it. We eat that stuff up all the no, time. No, that's not true. I don't eat that up. When they rebooted Total Recall, I was like, this looks like a terrible whoa, idea. Whoa, whoa, I saw whoa. Total Recall, Why you gotta like, go there? Terrible movie. Why you gotta oh, go yeah. there? Why would I go with a recent reboot that totally flopped? You're absolutely right. Have you seen the movie? Seen what movie? Have you seen Total Recall? The the remake. Yes. The remake. Yes. 
It's awful. It's not that awful. Yes, it. Oh, it's not that awful. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. It's completely different from. It's not. It's closer to the short story. That's the thing. It's not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. You went in. You know. You know what else? You know what else flopped in the theater? You know what else? Mallrats. Yeah. Yes, but that was an original film, so I don't I'm care. okay with Cut, that look, flopping. I'm just saying it's cult an original classic. film, cult and classic. it's been a cult, cult classic really way. Mad Max Fury Road is not going to become a cult classic. It's not like people are going to watch this in 10 years and be no, like, oh, No, but Max, Mad Max is a cult classic. Total Recall is a cult classic. Exactly. These are Right, so why would you remake them? They, because they, it makes money. It makes, and I'm okay. censoring myself, it makes money. Right, but uh, why? Listen, I know money. Why Take does money it make out of the money? equation to give me a better? No, no, I know why it makes money. Tom Hardy alone just brings in money. Charlie's their own. But that's the thing. Money. So how many years has it been since Mad Max? What was it? Beyond Thunderdome was the last one. That was three. It was like ninety. That's, we don't need it's like to make it. It's fine. No, I, I, it's fine. Listen, I'm completely okay with updating a movie that's you know twenty plus years old. That makes sense. It's when you're rebooting movies that are five years old that I'm like, ah, oh, we don't really need to do this. If, what like Spider Man? I don't know what you speak of, sir. <laughs> uh, yes, that was awesome. I have thing. no idea what you're speaking you know, of. They rebooted listen, it? Here's, here's what I would have been okay with. I would have been okay with a continuation. I would have been okay with a spinoff happening at the same time, but different characters. I would have been okay with an original idea, an original thought that isn't replacing the 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 Mel Gibson movies. I don't understand why we need to reboot this. And I guess that's the reason why I'm well, so against it. I, and that's fine and all, but hey, uh, did you enjoy Star Trek? Just curious. You I, enjoyed Star I, Trek, I, right? I, I, I uh, did. Okay, okay. So, as a, as a so totally reboots different work. story, you're right. Wait, so you well, saw this will both probably of them. be a totally different story. They flipped it. That's it's going to be point. different. It's going to be new. Not, it's not just let's do the same exact movie and kind of update it. It's going to be a completely different movie and set apart. It set, it set itself apart from the original Mad Max series. It's um, only I, that Tom Hardy's British and Mel Gibson's Australian. I mean, right, exactly. <laughs> No, I think it's going to be an enjoyable movie. I, I, I'm not as excited uh, for this movie, but I'm definitely going to go check it out. I don't, you know what, man? I watched the trailer for this uh, twice, trying to, trying to get psyched up for it. And you it, couldn't, right? No, I just it makes me feel like I have sand in my shorts, and I don't, want, <laughs> I don't, I don't want the no, worst that feeling, feeling ever. Is what I get when I see remakes like this. I don't want sand in my shorts. Like, it's ooh, I'm going to get a rash from this. Like, I'm looking at these people and going. There's got to be a shower somewhere that you could hop in. Like <laughs> a shower of gasoline you, and a light. They have fire. they have the 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 pig pen lines, the smelly lines coming off them. I just can't I watch <laughs> movies like that and I'm like yes. Like well, how are you so why does everybody look like a friggin' street urchin? I can't watch this. Just could you just like I don't know. I guess you know what? You know what cleans you off gasoline? They've got plenty of that. You just wipe your face with some of that, you're clean. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to go bode well. Yeah, they're already seriously. crazy. Let's put gasoline fumes in their brains too. <laughs> there is a. It, it reminds me of the Danny McBride thing from um, This Is the End, where he's got Channing Tatum as like his yeah, gimp. But that's what I'm talking about. Like it's just all. I don't like post-apocalyptic in the same way I don't like zombies. This just it makes me feel. Bleh. Josh I don't like hates it. zombies. They're stupid. No, they're not stupid. You're stupid. I think you're I'm watching the wrong stupid. zombies. I'm going. I'm going that elevated in the conversation. By the way, I'm just going to thread your. Oh, but this isn't going to get nerdy at all. Let's just talk about zombies for the next fifteen minutes. Okay. <laughs> that, that's not going to happen because I'm just about to move us on to the movie I'm so excited for, yes. and that's Pitch Perfect Two, which is yes. the same day yeah. as Mad Max, and I will be in theaters 
uh, on on the midnight showing. I'll go to that one because it's my birthday uh, for Pitch Perfect Two. Anna Kendrick, uh, the whole cast getting back together. Yeah, I'm there. And look, an original story. How exciting! Based on a book, so not really original. A sequel, based on hmm. a book. Based based on. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Everything you think is original is not really original. Just anyway. saying. Anyway. No, but uh, I'm really excited Brian for this called, movie. Brian called Pitch Perfect. Uh, he called the original one a sleeper hit, and I think it was. Pro- it really it's was probably the best. It's the best way you can characterize that movie. Yeah. I, I watched it uh, with Laura because you know you do that uh, for your wife, and I liked it way more <laughs> than she did. Um, and I, I still, I've probably seen it. At least 10, 12 times by now. Anytime that's on TV, it's a movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm watching that. Yeah. Like, whatever. I don't care what else is happening right now. Here's no, here's what's funny. I was at a, I was at a meeting for work and this is last year. Um, and it was, you know, a lot of, it's just some big wigs around and everybody sort of shooting the breeze, having a few beers. And I made a reference. I mean, I, I laid a, a pitch perfect reference out. And um, my 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 boss's boss at the time, like locked eyes with me and was like, I went, oh, you got you got that. He's like, yeah, but don't tell anybody. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, all right, cool. And, see, and that is, was this it is was, why this movie was such a sleeper hit was because when I first saw it, it was like, I'm not watching Glee the movie. Fuck off. It's just not happening. I'm not going to do it. I Glee was huge at that time. Uh, I, I don't like Glee. So I was like, I'm not watching a movie that's just Glee. Like, I'm, I'm not doing it. God, was I wrong? Like, I want to go back and punch my my old self in the face uh, for missing this movie. And I think it's also what helped propel Anna Kendrick into just a sheer level of crazy, funny stardism that she really is and deserves. I she, well, I mean, in fairness, it. she was amazing and up in the air. Yeah, she well. was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. <laughs> right. right, right, right. But that wasn't a like, oh, my God, she's so funny and hilarious. It was, wow, what a great actress. What a great individual. <laughs> like we, we disregard the depth and go, oh, but she's funny and quirky in this. Yeah, right, absolutely. This, well, this definitely <laughs> made, made her everybody see her in a kind of a different light. Um, I love this, this launch. This launched her Twitter handle. Yeah, it did. <laughs> she is the Absolutely. queen of Twitter. She wins oh, Twitter you, every day. You don't. You don't need to tell me. I get. She's it. she's the reason you, I downloaded Twitter. If you are not following two people on Twitter, you're missing out. One of them is that kind of nerd. Uh, the <laughs> other one, <laughs> that's not true at all. By the way, uh, the other one is Anna Kendrick. Uh, Anna Kendrick's Twitter feed wins Twitter every day. Uh, when I have it set for alerts and it pops up on my Pebble, and no matter what I'm doing, I'm like, I'm going to stop what I'm doing right now. I'm going to read Anna Kendrick's tweet. <laughs> and I usually have to laugh for five and a half minutes uncontrollably <laughs> yeah. and change my pants after I soiled myself. Um, it's phenomenal. She's so good in it. And you know what? The rest of the cast in, in Pitch Perfect 2 is, is really great. Um, there's some people that I was very apprehensive about. I'm like, I don't want to see you in a movie. I don't want to see you in the movie. And then you see him like, yeah, all right, you're really good. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. So I'm going to go see that one. I'm sorry, I didn't ask that for Mad Max. Uh, who's going to see Mad Max, Brian? I'll be seeing Mad Max. Uh, maybe not opening day because I, I think I'm going to put Pitch Perfect in a priority position over Mad Max. But I'll see it sometime Man. opening week. Brian? Oh, wow. Josh? <laughs> Will Mad you be Max? seeing Mad Max and Pitch Perfect? Uh, I'll be seeing Pitch Perfect for sure. I'm probably gonna skip Mad Max. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip Mad Max, and like I said, I'm gonna be in. The I'll let you know how it is. I can for Pitch Perfect too. Yeah, you want? I, I challenge you then to write the review for that movie and try to prove me wrong. You don't need to challenge me. I'll I'll do so, it. So so since we were talking about Up in the Air and Anna Kendrick, strange segue into Tomorrowland with George Clooney. Um, this movie I am so excited for. When I saw the teaser, I just because I'm in the movies probably with my wife. 
and we like to talk during the the shitty previews and i just kind of see this movie come on and you can just tell from the tone of it I was like, this is something interesting. And she was kind of talking. I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And I just got that glare of, what the hell did you just say? And I was like, I don't care. I need to watch this. And the first trailer was just her picking up the pin coming out of what I, if you, uh, it's some kind of prison or, or some Juvie kind of jail Hall, or something. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, detention center, whatever you want to call it. And she picks up the pin, transforms into this, this cornfield, uh, this wheat field. And they, Tra- they do tra- this. She doesn't. It doesn't transform. She transports. She transports, and um, well, I we think that's we, a pretty no, key. Distinction. We said we're not going to get nerdy, and then there we are arguing well, about transformers. Nothing transforms. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You I used said the wrong word. you said we're not going to get nerdy. I made no I'm commitment so to that. Sorry, I'm so sorry. You used the wrong <laughs> word. Anyway, it was amazing, and then um, I was teased. I was in, I was intrigued, and I don't usually go and research movie campaigns online. Uh, I don't try to find their viral websites. I don't try to find out their stuff. I went as deep as I could to try to find out any information about this because all I knew was Tomorrowland. And all I could think about was that's a section of Disney World. Like how do you make this a movie? Um, And I'm so excited for this. And it looks fantastic. Hugh Laurie is in it. George Clooney. I mean just the cast is is looking – I mean just phenomenal. And Can you explain it to me? I like because I watched the the, the trailer No, and I I went – no, no. I, I won't, and I'll tell you why. This is something that you need to see in the moment and catch. And the fact that I know oh. information about it, no, the fact that I feel like I know information about it is is I, I'm trying to control delete, and I'm just trying to a colon f six it out of my brain, uh, <laughs> so that way I don't retain it at all. I mean, Josh, um, Josh, from what I can gather, she's like the Neo, and she's supposed to save their world somehow. I don't know much much more beyond that because I'm trying to keep mm-hmm. it kind of under wraps for myself i I don't want to ruin a whole lot for me honestly i saw this trailer and all i needed to see was from the director of incredibles and mission impossible ghost protocol and i was like i'm in uh brad bird has and and just those two movies are just fantastic and uh, i i would not you know any movie he does since now uh since now i'm good with seeing no matter what and what i find real intriguing about this movie it it's it kind of did something that i haven't seen done in a long time that's movie magic the cut of picking up the pin, dropping the pin, and the, the the just the quick transitions between one world to the next just got me so excited because even just trying to edit this podcast and trying to get moments in between our our, our breaths or when someone says something they shouldn't have said and trying to cut that out and make it seem natural, I can only imagine the scale of doing that between these two harsh locales. One of you know dark and blue tones, and and things are a little gritty. Uh, going out to a bright, colorful field and then back again within seconds. I mean, I just went, holy crap. The the magic that's coming out of this is phenomenal. Uh, and the fact that Disney's in charge of it really kind of proves that, you know, Disney's bringing back magic to movies. I was so excited for it. Nope. You really know? No. I mean, look, I've seen the trailer twice, maybe three times. Every time I see it, I'm just like, yeah, next. I think you're gonna be kicking yourself in the head once yeah. we come back and tell you how. I watched this trailer and I and I was immediately reminded of the first time I walked into Tomorrowland and the Magic Kingdom and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks really freaking cool. Like when you're waiting in line for Space Mountain and you're looking at that giant like kind of uh, cone shaped building that they have in that movie, or like wow, it's like that kind of sense of wonder. I feel like you're gonna get that while watching this movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. I. I. Oh, that's fine. I hated Disney World, so I. I get it. It's. Oh, so you hate fun? Okay. 
No, man. I just, look, it was a weird. It was a. It was what a, was that? It was a weird time uh, in my life, and I was experimenting with certain things. And uh, I, I'll tell you what, what. What you see is that's a whole different podcast. It really I have is. to hear that experience. I'll, t- I'll tell you what you what what happens is if you take a step back. And watch what's going on around you. And nobody ever does. When you're in Disneyland, you're so, or Disney World, you're so caught up in, oh, the rides and the lights and the fun and the people. And take a step back and watch what's happening around you. It's, uh, it looks a little bit like a, uh, a race of indentured people who were bred to serve in this small city uh, look no no it's you're absolutely right i, I was friends. freaked out and i thought this place is evil i have to leave i have friends that work for disney and i have some that have the greatest positive experiences with it and people that have left disney's employment going let me tell you what it's really like yeah i'm not um, i was very i was i won't i won't use the word appalled because i don't think a 15 year old has the capacity to be appalled but i was <laughs> I was frightened. I was frightened. I, I did not. I did not feel safe. Well, don't be frightened about this movie. It looks phenomenal. Plus it's making me feel unsafe just British. talking about it. Plus George Clooney. And thank Clooney. God. And George Clooney. But George can we Clooney. actually appreciate the fact that this is one of the times that Hugh Laurie gets to be British besides 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> I think he was even. Was he American in Stuart Little? Yep. Uh, yeah. 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 He was. Yep. So guess actually be British. That's that's a good good change for him. It's phenomenal. Uh, uh, by the way, Josh, for for your reference, because I know you like to sometimes take the kids to movies, Tomorrowland is already PG, so it can't be that terrifying or that scary. Uh, and it comes out on May 22nd. I know I'm going to be there, and my wife and I are really excited to go see the this movie. The subliminal too. stuff you got to worry about, CJ. Uh, that's fine with me. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's Never mind. The mental uh, Brian, are you going to be seeing this movie? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely seeing this movie. Josh, will you give this movie a chance? iTunes. He's just going to wait until it's uh, d- downloadable content. A controlled environment in you my just, living room. You yes. just can't say yes to things that are good, can you? No. Okay. All right. Next movie, which I'm on the fence about because I watched the trailer twice trying to get excited for it. It's San Andreas. Nothing to do with Grand Theft Auto. No. Starties. No. Yes. I know. Starring, starring The Rock. It's fantastic. Listen. As someone who spends a week every three months in San Francisco, <laughs> don't watch this movie. hard effing pass. <laughs> don't ever see this movie. That, don't ever see this movie. It's a disaster. I see a tidal wave uh, like crashing into the Golden Gate Bridge, and I'm like, I drive over that. That's this. That's the still for the trailer that we have on our website. And I'm like, no. The Golden Gate Bridge about to be demolished. Like all of my coworkers, people that, you know, I interact with on a a daily basis. And I'm like, all these people are dead. I might as well not even go into work. (laughs) (laughs) That's your thought is, oh, big title wave. Mm. Vacation. (laughs) Well, look, if if all of a sudden what we have is, uh, you know, Arizona Beach, I'm like, what's the point? Well, although you could have Las Vegas be uh, Oceanside uh, property, that could be pretty cool. You could jet ski after hitting the casino. We're literally speaking about the end of the world right now. Because that's a smart idea. Yeah, it's a disaster movie. It's an end of the world movie. Yeah, but it's it's not like, to me, from what I've seen, doesn't seem like the day after tomorrow. Doesn't seem like the 2012 movie. Doesn't seem like whatever that Rapture movie was that was that came out not too long what, ago. What the the knowing? Or no, was that the no remake? no no? You're, you're talking about talk, Left Behind. You're talking about Legion. You talking about Legion? Uh, no, Legion was no. He's talking awful. about Left Behind with Nicolas Cage. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was it. All right. I didn't see it. Yeah, I love it. 
love Nicolas Cage. Uh, oh, Nicolas Cage, yeah. No, that's a whole so other co- podcast. Who else is it? So I saw Paul Giamatti's in this movie, which I love Paul Giamatti. We had Dwayne, please don't call me The Rock Johnson. And um, what? Who's the other? Who's the who's the the female character? Carla Gugino is in it. Uh, she was what in. What is she in? She was in Sin City. Carla, she, she was in Sin City. Sin City. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Sin City is the first. Dude, thing I she think she of. was Thank in. You. She was in Watchmen. That yeah, yes, she was in Watchmen. Yes, and um, Alexandria Daddario, I think her name is. I can't pronounce it. I probably butchered that name, but she's also in it. It looks. Uh, it I looks agree like you, a disaster it's a disaster movie. Disaster movie. It looks um, like it, it looks just like it's supposed to look like. Hey, what we need let's to do, watch the world crack in half for an hour and a half, yep. and a that's it. <laughs> what we need to do is say, okay, look, this comes out May 29th, starring Dwayne. Don't call me the Rock Johnson, like you said, and more importantly, on June 21st, HBO launches Dwayne Johnson in a series called Ballers. Now that yes. we need to watch. Now, Absolutely. I'm going to skip past that. You said Paul Giamatti. And I don't know where it where it at where it's at on this list, but look, Paul Giamatti is in Straight Outta Compton, and look, I, as a, as a is he really? He is. He's yeah, the, uh, manager. He's the producer. <laughs> as, I love him. That's as, not as, August. As a, he's such a great character listen, actor. He, I, he would totally fit in that in that film. I was in sixth grade, um, and uh, I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations expired on this. I stole the Chronic. From a Woolworth, which is now closed, um, and then it, that got me. That launched me into re- really headfirst into uh, hip hop. And right after that, I started picking up, just consuming all the hip hop I could. And Straight Outta Compton was was one of those. Uh, it was one of those records that I just could not. I still to this day, if it's on, when I hear that beat drop, dude, I go absolutely batshit crazy. You're you're really fitting the stereotypical white guy in Reading um, <laughs> aspect look, right now. I look uh, where I grew up. It's a great it, listen. It's a good album. I just I can't like sit there and be like, yeah, no, dude. Where I grew up, how I grew up, the people that I grew up with. This is the music that everybody listened to, and it it wasn't it it, it wasn't you know a, a bunch of just you know white dudes sitting around thinking about how cool it would be to be ghetto. It wasn't like that. It's not, and we also weren't you know our art reflects our reality either. It was you know there was some grimy stuff going on around us. I didn't live the most pristine life as a young kid i came up a little hard this music was phenomenal and it still is this these are still records that i can listen to start to finish so telling the story of nwa and more importantly the story of how jimmy Iovine and dr dre met and ice cube and mc ren and dj yellow it's this the story is um, and what became interscope and then death row records and then turn into Beats Music. Ah, tie-in. Unbelievable. And I, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I think that's a June movie? August. Ryan? August 14th. Oh, it's an August movie. So we will come back to that. So you have to you have to wait two or three more months for it. Boo! We'll let you go ham on it. <laughs> I will. I, I know you will. Um, all right. So I just want to recap again. So the, the movies that are coming out this May, and there's other movies, but of course these are the ones that are really going to soak up your time. These are the movies that people are going to be talking about. Uh, so if you want to go to the water cooler and have conversations about movies, it's uh, The Age of Ultron on May 1st, uh, Mad Max Fury Road on the 15th, Pitch Perfect 2 also on the 15th, uh, Tomorrowland May 22nd, 
San Andreas, May 29th. Are there any of these movies that you could just wish would just go away besides San Andreas? I'm, Is that the movie you wish never was made? I'm probably going to see San Andreas, honestly. Will you really? Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's summer movie you, season. You're the I guy am, that goes, like, you go on Tuesday for, like, Stimulus Tuesday, right? Uh, sometimes. And, and San Andreas will probably be a Stimulus Tuesday movie for me. It's not going to be an opening weekend movie for me. For those of you playing the home game, Stimulus Tuesday is a Carmike promotion where you get, like, dollar popcorn, dollar soda, dollar candy. Uh, it's like $2, but whatever. Who's counting? I would go to the <laughs> Dollar Theater on Fifth Street Highway. Yes. And... <laughs> And watch all the second run stuff there. If and that, that's if where that I theater was still movie. up, I would totally be going there. Is it dead? Is it defunct? It's oh, it's gone? gone. Oh, that's so sad. It's like the drive-in that I grew up with in Sinking Spring. It's just also gone and turned into a Rite Aid. It's a <laughs> no. It's a hockey rink, right? No, it was at the the corner. So oh, it's a Rite Aid. Now. Yeah. Sorry for again going off to the, the the topic that no one gives a crap about Reading politics and Reading geographical. Uh, locations that are no longer there the point is um, i'm i'm the kind of guy who is at the movie theater every week during the summer so regardless of whether or not i see it opening weekend i'll probably see san andreas sometime the, the week it opens so i want to do a, a preference for this is the and we've alluded to this we were going to do we are going to do a podcast that is nothing but age of ultron uh, we're just going to give our reactions we're going to give our thoughts we're going to talk about uh the whole movie um it's going to be a spoiler ridden thing uh, so I'm going to advise you to see this movie as soon as you can. We're going to be Spider-Manning spoilers all over the place, uh, all <laughs> over, the, all over it, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into it. So go see that movie; it's going to be great. All right, of the other movies besides Age of Ultron, which one are you most excited for? Pittsburgh. No, Age of Ultron. No, but uh, I, I, no. There's no besides, besides that. that. There is no besides that. It is Age of Ultron. It is the Avengers month. I'm sorry. I love Pitch Perfect. I really, I am really excited to see it. But this is going to be the, my summer movie that I see probably five times throughout the summer. Not joking. I've, I've done it with I, Avengers, and I'll do it again I with this one. Not. Um, I, I'm actually, if you take off Age of Ultron, which I know is a travesty to Brian's sensibility. I don't know why you would uh, do that. Why do you I'm hurt so me, CJ? <laughs> to, to, honestly, just to get, just to get it under your skin. Um, <laughs> Just, just to mess with you. Uh, I'm so excited for Tomorrowland. Josh, you got to give this movie a chance. It looks so good. The visuals on it look great. The story looks amazing. Listen, the, Josh, the, the if you don't see Tomorrowland, then just go see Avengers Age of Ultron again. That's okay. It's no problem. Deal. <laughs> By myself on a Wednesday like it should be. Wednesday at 10 a.m. Just Josh alone with his popcorn. He's so mad that he has to go to a midnight show for a movie. It's, it's, just, it's just unbelievable. All right, so uh, I want to talk one thing real quick before we go into our next topic, and this is something that I've I've, I've, seen, I've listened to with Brian about, and that's a, a movie etiquette problem that I have, <laughs> and that's talking during the movie and cell phones during the movie. For the love of God, when you go to a movie, turn off your damn cell phone. Nope. Yeah, no, t- turn it off, or nope. go sit in the very back, in the very back row where I nope. can't see you. Nope. If you are anywhere towards the middle and your phone is on, get the. F- out of my theater. I'm going to be out. right in the middle and my, my I'm going to have the screen on the very lowest brightness. No, that's that's still a no, blaring. No, look, dude, look straight light. ahead. The, the the movie screen is 53 feet wide. And a 5 and a 5 inch screen is distracting me to no end Ugh, on it. This is Stop I can't it. 
that's just crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's a it's a good expectation to say turn off your phone when it's a completely dark area. You know what? Any the, light. the thing before the movie that doesn't even say turn off your phone. It says please silence your phone. I know it does because if they're... if the if the expected social behavior isn't for me to turn off my phone, I'm gonna turn off my phone. You know where else I don't turn off my phone? Funerals. Don't do it. Church. No. no. Court. Le- no. Court. Yeah. Well, so, court. No. no that, absolutely. L- yeah, listen, screw that. I, I understand that they need to have it on for, for emergencies and everything. I'm not a fan of when, uh, you know, Jill is texting me wondering where I am or if I'm going to the mall being like, oh, yeah, I'm just in the movie theater. Uh, there should be no about? talking. No. Mm-hmm. No. And no. that's the other part. Yeah. Brian talking, goes texting. with a cast of characters oh my God. that just talked during the entire movie. And he's invited me to the movies with no. him before. And I, I think the movie is a reverent place that requires silence, no other lights and distractions, and just enjoying a film. And the people that he talk with, that he goes with, talk during the entire thing. That I want to punch him in the head. It's not. I even, can't deal with it. It's not even that it's a reverent place. I mean, for me, and I feel no, like it is. It is. I mean, I mean, for me, it's a reverent and, place. And, yes, it's, it's like church. <laughs> it's a place of reverence. Um, it's, it's my. It's my church. <laughs> The movie is my church. The point I'm not kidding around. I love movie. I go to the movies so much. I'm sure if I had to cut a, I could probably save a ton of money cutting my movie my movie budget out of my life. I could probably go ahead and buy a couple more Apple watches with the money that I would spend God. for it. No, I go to movies all the time. No, I mean I feel and you that I'm so in the same boat. Listen, my point about movies is that the whole point of going to see a movie and that the fact that I spend now ten dollars or more if it's 3D yes. or IMAX on a movie is so that I can escape for two and a half hours. That it's supposed to be my escape. And your stupid conversation about what Jill was wearing at work the other day is not important to what's going on in front of me. You need to shut can I, up. Can I can I be and, can I be really honest with both of you right now? And your stupid light shot. Most of the time, right when I go when I go to the movies with Laura with the kids by myself, most of the time when I go to the movies, I end up falling asleep halfway through. Like I just can't. Fine, that's good. Turn off but, your damn cell phone. No, <laughs> I'm just off. I'm saying like I, it's. Because then you, you're asleep and you're getting text messages and your screen's going it's off. It's not the same thing for everyone. Is is all I'm saying. And you I, have to, I you agree. have to accept that you two are probably way the hell on the other side of the spectrum from most people. This is the place. So this is where I go. Remember we we're talking about nerd rage and how <laughs> the nerd community is usually pretty light. Yeah. And we don't usually yell at people. Yeah. Um. This is the only exception to the rule that I have. That this you yell movies, you you get up and yell at people in a the theater. I don't yell at people, but I'm probably going to slash your tires after we get out of the theater. I'm following. I, I was wondering how many times you've had your ass kicked in the theater. Is actually zero <laughs> times. <laughs> Hold on, there's a small Reading story for you, just to detract. My wife and I were at the the Reading IMAX theater, and if you're not familiar with the city of uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, uh, Google it and then uh, don't ever visit. And the uh, IMAX is sort of right smack in the middle of it's downtown the, Reading. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's not really in Reading, but like you could like get in and out and never actually quote be in Reading enough. Mm-hmm. You, you feel okay? So we're in the IMAX. We're in the back row, and this woman is all, literally on her phone the entire time. Now it was Transformers Two, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, the racist robots. I was okay with just the distraction happening, and my wife just goes, just like that, just. Very inaudible because we're in an IMAX with a Michael Bay movie. So the fact that someone heard a is just beyond me. And she just turns around and just starts yelling, mind your business, mind your business, and starts getting up. And we're just like, nope, we're fucking out of here. Get out. Get, we're just leaving, leaving the movie. Goodbye. Never going to happen. 
So I've never got my ass kicked because I know how to run away from a fight. <laughs> well, that's good, CJ. So speaking of of Redding and that lifestyle, uh, I kind of want to segue then into the Furious franchise. Fast and Furious 7 just uh, wrapped up. It was in theaters. I, inf- I actually wanted to see it. I didn't get to catch it. Uh, but I'm okay with us talking about the topic and, and spoil what we have to. Um, Josh, I know this was a topic that was kind of close to you, so I, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to kind of talk a little bit about this franchise, and it gets a bad rap. And I'd like to hear your perspective on it and see if it's something you can there's, change people's minds for. Yeah, well, there's a few there's a few ways to look at this. I mean, I think the first thing for me, this movie came out, The Fast and the Furious came out three or four days after my 21st birthday. Um, I had the week off for obvious reasons, and uh, it was back then. Uh, my friends and I had been into modifying cars, um, racing cars. All of our all of our cars had bolt ons. We were at the we were at the track in Maple Grove, you know, running, you know, usually every other Friday night. And I mean, all of us. And uh, this is all we did. We we talked about you know racing cars and. Fast cars, turbochargers, loud stereos. That's what that was. What we did before the movie. So here's the bad rap. The movie came out, and we're sitting there in the theater, thoroughly enjoying sort of the show, uh, but not understanding anything they're saying. They didn't actually say anything meaningful about cars. Pretty much the whole movie. Um, yep. And in, and in the first movie, the fastest car. The skyline never raced, and it just drove me out of my mind. Wait, really? I've but never noticed that. No, no. His uh, the one like the one like crony, uh, uh, not he, I don't even know the guy's name. He had like the slick back hair. Right. He drove a Nissan R32 Skyline. That's the car with the most potential in that movie, and the car never raced. As a matter of fact, <laughs> in the very next movie, Brian comes back with an R34 GTR Skyline. And they're like, oh, now everything's fine in the world. <laughs> but it's the same goddamn car. And more or less. Um, but, you know, Supra, the 2JZ motor, I get it. Fine. Everybody loves this car. Look, it's just very, very close to uh, to my heart in that it was a time where all of my friends and I enjoyed this same thing. We were all sort of we were all living together. You know, it's what I describe as my college years. And, and uh, as the movies kept coming out, we would all sort of reconvene and, and go to the movies together. And then, you know, it's this sort of the the adrenaline that gets pumping when you when you see a movie like that or when you you're with all your boys mm-hmm. and, you know, you get in fights afterward, you're racing cars around, cops are pulling you over. It's I mean, it's all fun. Um, but what happens is and. There, so I don't. There's going to be spoilers as as the movies went, and I actually said this to Brian when we first started talking about doing this piece. Um, we we talked about the Fast series not being complete, and them wanting to do these movies in threes. So you have Tokyo Drift there in the middle, which I think everybody can admit is not really part of the series so much, and a terrible movie. It has its place. Calm down, uh, but. I said, regardless of the Paul Walker situation, there was going to be more. Um, They're not done. And as a matter of fact, this movie, Fast 7, was just wrapping up the last... This is the last... This is the third of the last three, wrapping up that storyline. There's going to be three more. Wait, there's... 
hold on. I did read this, but I, I thought that They've, after after Paul Walker died, nope. they were gonna really no, no, that was the end of a that was the end of a trilogy. Okay. Does seven the, was the end of the five, six, seven trilogy. Okay. Does the movie lend itself to allowing more movies to come of through? Of course it does. Does the ridiculous subplots and twists and yeah, man, you can here's the thing. I'm just I like no no, I so here's the thing. I haven't seen it, so I literally didn't know if after you know his death, if they were, if they just couldn't do it anymore. Okay, hold on. So real real quick, um, if if you are interested in in this portion here, we are we will pause if we're going to spoil it here, and I'll let you know when you can go ahead and, and jump ahead. Um, so if if you are interested in saving that last movie, if you wanted to watch it or something, um, we're going to make sure you can you can get the moment to to adjust. Okay, if you want to avoid the spoiler for the Fast and Furious franchise, skip to fifty seven thirty. That's fifty seven minutes and thirty seconds, and you will be spoiler free. Okay, so if you're still listening, you have now been warned. Spoilers are coming. So in the in the movie, he didn't die. Okay, the end of this movie. You have the the Wiz Khalifa track playing, which is, you know, a good track for all intents and purposes. But it's all of them on on a beach talking about this is this is where we belong. And um, it's Brian and Mia playing with uh, Jack, their son. Um, And then uh, Brian just sort of just sort of walks away. Right. Like you see. You see Dom get up and he walks off the beach and somebody says, you know, aren't you going to say goodbye? And he goes, it's never goodbye. And he gets in his car and starts to drive off. And then this white Supra, uber white Supra that you've never seen pulls up. And now you're getting the symbolism, right? He's it's it's his carriage or it's he's an angel, whatever. And, you know, he pulls up and, you know, you didn't think you could leave without saying goodbye. And they just sort of race off together. But then Brian veers off into you know onto another direction and i'll tell you what dude it was emotional watching it it's emotional thinking about it because it's not it's not this character dying and going away it's for me a part of the last 14 years and all of all of the relationships i've had that you know as you grow up that goes away sort of naturally but you miss it and Mm -hmm. that's that's what it represented it was really i thought really well done brian you saw it right yeah, no, I saw it. I thought they handled it so extremely well. Um, and, and I mean, the the, the Fast and Furious trans- franchise has never been as close to me as it has to you, Josh. So, I mean, it's always been something that I've enjoyed. I've seen them all in the theater. Um, but here's here's my my thing. I, I think they they did it so well, and, and that's why I have a problem with if they if they do or if they've confirmed that they're making a new one. I think they've confirmed the, it. It's confirmed. Okay, they did so, confirm it, so here's my it. problem with this: the, the Brian and Dom relationship is so strong, and it's a very huge focal point of that of that franchise and that movie. That movie, for the entirety of it, is really the the subplot besides the huge action explosion stuff that's going on. Is Brian needs to move on to the next phase of his life and and be a family man, um, and, and not have to be always jumping in the danger and stuff. And that they ended their story so well. I don't think there should be any others. I think this is this should be the end. Right. Four. So you have four, five, six, seven now. Uh, basically, what happens is they position Dom as a crew runner, a leader, right? And Brian at that point, yeah, he's his wingman. Yeah, he's his brother. No, I'm his best friend, whatever. But he, he basically became a specialist, a team member. And they, they really really sort of line that up best in 
six when Shaw, right, the villain, had almost an identical team. So you right. have, you know, you got Hobbs and Dom, and then you have Brian is a specialist, like yeah. like Tej, you know, like everybody, like Han, like like everybody was a specialist. Giselle, but he's it's not it it didn't become about that anymore. Now this is a tactical crew. And it's an action film, not a racing film. And that's the thing too. When they started adding uh, Dwayne, please don't call me the Rock Johnson to the te- to, to the crew as well. Uh, I saw that shift too, Josh. It, it didn't become about a racing movie anymore. And it wasn't about cars. It was an action adventure kind of movie that was about a, a group, about specialists, and and it wasn't so much on these two individuals. It was about this as as a as a unit. It's a Bond flick. Right, yeah, and and you can have people leave. You know, you have different cues and things like that throughout the the Bond franchise. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to replace it with a you know a different Paul. But the fact that uh, I don't think those movies really hinge on those two as they used to. I think if you look at it as a franchise, yeah, you're right. That is the driving force behind uh, these connections. It's what gives moments of of real good. Uh, drama it it, it it gives these characters some good motivations for each other, but they're subplots to to what's happening, and they're not the main force anymore. So I figured, you know, I I, I honestly didn't figure that they would do another one, and that was just because I reading the cast reaction um, to the death of Paul. They even said they may even just scrap this movie. Um, so the fact that they said, okay, we're going to continue it, we're going to finish it, I thought, well, that would clearly be the end. And the way that you're describing it, Josh, how they how they that they drove it off, I thought would do it, but I'm okay with them continuing it with it. They just need to do this right, only because I think this brought more people into this. What happened, as in so unfortunate as it is, really brought a lot of people back into this franchise and really started making, like Josh is saying, a lot of emotional connections with things. And I think people are also now watching it retroactively, see a different thing out of it. Knowing what what happened to Paul Walker, I think has made some people appreciate the performance and the relationships that were formed in those movies. So if you're going to continue, if you're going to do another is that another three, Josh? It's gonna be I think it's gonna be three, yeah. That's my that's my prediction. You, it's gotta it's be handled correctly though. Right, it's, it's gotta be handled correctly. And I'm and I, and I think they will. And the fact that they can handle the death of a major player in this movie franchise so well that literally no one I any review that I, I read where it said it's spoilers, but you know, stay at this point were like they handled it really well and I didn't think that they would. You know, I was wow, worried. Okay, these these so film I, these filmmakers should get credit for that. So I think they're gonna be okay. I saw this movie uh like, you know, four thirty in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Uh and there were five other dudes in the theater, and you know i i was i was I was choked up at the end. There's a dude behind me, three rows back, sobbing, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, worth it. Uh, you know, whatever you got to do, I get it. Um, it. It was absolutely. It was an emotional flick for sure. Yeah. Um, I even you know, teared I think, up. At I think the, end the there. next one is going to be, you know, it's just going to be a different vibe. They're going to launch it in New York, and that'll be a whole different series. And see, that's the thing. If you change the series, you change the location, you change the tone of the movie. I think they'll be okay. I think I think that they'll worth it. So um, I, I still want to see the film. Um, is it worth seeing if if you haven't been following the the Fast franchise? Absolutely. I saw it in um, for for branding sake. I saw it in a Cinemark XD. Um, and uh, I, I will say this: if you are at all squeamish or motion, se- 
I, I, I almost threw up once. Um, it was the, the, the way the scenes are, and I don't know, Brian, if you identify this at all, but the, the cliff scenes and the way they're shooting the camera angles, the top of the tower in Dubai, and I thought I, I, might, I might get sick into my popcorn. They, they did a lot of, not like shaky camera or anything, but very much like you kind of feel like you're in the car almost type of thing. Um, I like didn't bullet. I, yeah, not not exactly like bullet. Um, I didn't get get a whole lot of motion sickness. I, I didn't see it on any special Cinemark HD whatever screen or, or anything. Um, but yeah, this movie is is it's a, just a fun action adventure movie, just like every other Fast and Furious movie before it. I mean, if you just want to sit down for an hour and a half or two hours and watch some cool action and a decent story and uh, fast cars, it's a great movie to watch. And I'm, I think it also serves as a place. Uh, and I'm sorry, Josh. Actually, you go ahead. You, you I'm, first. I'm I'm hoping, and I think it's probably my my wrap on it. I'm hoping that moving forward, they can get away a bit from all the 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 family talk, right? I mean, we can admit, you know, Vin Diesel. Laura's texting me from the other room that Vin Diesel. She's just got eight poop emojis on the screen and Vin Diesel's name. <laughs> so I, I get it. he's not he's not the best actor. Fine. Um. But I think what makes it worse, what makes it worse is that the same thing that happened in that last season of Sons of Anarchy. I don't need to see these dudes hugging and kissing all the time. Right. I just, I get it. You love each other. It's great. I, I love my boys too. You know what we don't do? Hug and kiss. Just stop. What are you talking about? You kiss me all the Seriously. time. Seriously. <laughs> that cheapens every kiss I've ever gotten from you. Wow. <sighs> I feel cheated right now. I feel like our relationship has just diminished. Completely uh, changed. And, and, I'll, and I'll say this, and, and I'll speak from a performer standpoint, if I can, if I, if I may. You know, uh, this this is a character that Paul Walker has been working on for for years. I mean, over a decade, really, really put production and and um, and seeing somebody off like that in a very gracious, very well handled way is rare within the movie business. Um, usually they, they go for the cheap way or they go for the over-ambitious or they go for the over-the-top part for it. Uh, from everything I've heard from people, everything I've read and from what Josh is just expressing, um, they do it a real uh, real good way. And uh, it's, it's a good way to say goodbye to someone's performance and goodbye to, to a person as well. And um, I think it's definitely worth seeing. I, I, I am going to see it. I just I need to get the time to, to do it. There's so much going on. So here's some things I want to I want to recap just a little bit about what we talked about. Um, I, I think we got a good stance on on going into these music services now. I really think that Try and Beats Out is actually going to give me a good commute. And the fact that they have that sentence, I could put in, I'm on my way home from the movies, sad, uh, and, and maybe get something uh, back for it. Uh, or I'm on my way to, you know, punch it's gonna, holes. It's going to be a lot of Bell and Sebastian. Uh, that's fine. If I can have music to pump <laughs> myself up to stand outside and what? Hold on. So Age of Ultron is going to premiere in May. Pennsylvania's weather pattern. So it will be snowing with three feet uh, to wait outside for that. Uh, I need something to to keep me jazzed. I think it'll be be helpful for it. The thought um, of seeing Robert Downey Jr. kick even more ass should keep you warm enough. <laughs> uh, I know. Put that in a sentence on Beats Music. I'm in. Between, uh, um, I'm I'm about to see Robert Downey Jr. Uh, punch some robots uh, by myself in the cold and see what pops up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bye bye little Sebastian song from Parks and Rec. <laughs> that should keep you warm. 
Uh, so uh, Age of Ultron is going to be great. Mad Max, uh, we want to hear your opinions on on that one because we're kind of wishy-washy about it. Pitch Perfect is so excited. Tomorrowland, it looks fantastic. I know Josh is on the fence and he'll he'll move. And then uh, San Andreas. want to hear your thoughts on everything, including your thoughts on, on the Furious franchise as well. Um, so again, we have a couple ways to do that. You can go ahead and you can uh, comment directly on our website, thatkindofnerd.com, uh, on this podcast episode. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. No one's done that yet, uh, and I'm thinking we could have a cool little giveaway and to be named later uh, for someone who leaves us our first review, no matter what it is. Uh, we're okay with constructive criticism. Uh, email us at podcast at thatkindofnerd.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at that kind of nerd, and finally our phone number, which is four eight four three seven three four one one nine. Please call and leave a comment, and that leads me to something that I think we need to address right away. And there's two things actually, but number one, Josh, I got a call <laughs> from from a wonderful uh, little girl and a little boy uh, who called you out. On uh, your Star Wars conversation that you had about how you exposed your your kids to it. If if I don't if and if I don't correct you right now, I'm I'm gonna get um somebody's gonna call me I, out later. You I got also a, got an email from you got, your wife yes, with you picture proof. Yes, with right. picture proof from Facebook of you talking about how you introduced your kids to Star Wars, and I call shenanigans on what you said on the so, air, and I would like a recant right now. I think my wife had to go back. Two is she years. is she there? She's uh, she's in the other room with with little brother. She's with Aaron in the other room. Um, but you have she went back, I think, two years at Facebook, literally scrolling until she <laughs> found this post. Now, I said I'm not kidding, guys, I have to find the email. I said, uh, watch one, two, three, four, five, six. Now, I don't know. Other than I was uh, that sentence was brought to you by Oscar Blues Brewery and Maker's Mark. Um, I can't figure out why I would have said that. That's not how I watched. I watched four, five, six, one, two, three. Maybe I was thinking watch them chronologically, and I just said one, two, three, four, five, six. But it's no excuse. Uh, I said it wrong, and uh, my son Christian heard the podcast, called me out like he's like, "Daddy, I did not watch like that. I watched four, five, six, one, which was stupid. Two, three, and <laughs> it's so I- true." <laughs> It, he just he doesn't like Jar Jar Binks, and he, I don't think he cared much for the pod races either. Um, Nobody but, does. Well, whatever, man. It's it's an important part <laughs> of the story. The so pod race. To, whoa, whoa, whoa. The read. pod race is not an important part of the story. You take that back. I have to read part of this email here, just because I I was out walking my dog, and my dog almost ran away from me because I was almost bellied over. Uh, while thoroughly enjoying your third podcast, I, Laura Burns, was disappointed and frankly horrified to hear the argument of Josh Burns that our children watch Star Wars in the order one through six. When Josh decided in the summer of 2013 that it was time for our children to embark on this journey at the ages of three and five, he subjected me to many conversations on the correct order. As parents, as parents, we decided that the order should be four, five, six. One, two, three. And she goes on for, for uh, a, a lot of good reasons as to why. Uh, and, of course, uh, Christian hating uh, Jar Jar Binks as well. So uh, you've raised a fantastic son. Uh, <laughs> and then including two Facebook pictures that I had half a mind to put up online, but I will not, of you uh, video proof here with hashtag Daddy Day and hashtag Movie Marathon, hashtag Star Wars, uh, explain to people that you're doing it in the wrong order. So um, 
<laughs> not only did one of our fans call you out, but it was your wife so, and your son. So refresh my memory. When I said four, five, six, one, two, three, I believe Josh went, ugh. Was there his yes, exact he did. words? Yes, he did. Yeah, I, look, again, re, I recant uh, thoroughly. I, I've been, I think, adequately shamed uh, both by my friends and by my beloved wife. And uh, I, I think that it's all, it's very clear now, uh, four, five, six, one, two, three. Uh, that's the order of the watching, and the watching shall be in the order of four, five, six, <laughs> one, two, three. I still will hold by my machete order to try it out. I still want to get some feedback on the machete order from people. Uh, all right, so then I got another email on our podcast email. That's podcast at that kind of nerd dot com, uh, and this was actually from uh, Brian's father, Brian's dad. And um, this is a long one, and we may do this in other segments too. But the first thing I, I wanted to kind of push back on was uh, Josh, uh, Mr. Thornton here, calls you out on your uh, argument of the validity of using TV stars and unknown stars in the movies. Brian, do you have that email up by your by your dad? Right I now? I actually do, and it is really lengthy. Could, could you could you, he's he goes on for a good four four paragraphs for this. Can you hit him with some of the highlights as to why uh, we should be using the DC characters uh, in movies? So my 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 father is an extremely uh, well thought out individual and put together this email um, that proves uh, several several different points. But he has a couple different examples here, Joshua, of people that I didn't even think of um, that made it from the small screen to the big screen uh, and did both quite successfully. Is one of them um, Tom Selleck? One of them is not Tom Selleck, but he is very quick to point out uh, Tom Hanks, who Tom started Hanks. out as a drag queen. Bosom buddies. Bosom yeah, buddies. bosom buddies. I, I know. Yeah, bosom buddies, yeah. And um, and, and the fact that maybe even uh, Michael Keaton, did, who was our did Tom Hanks, Batman. Did Tom Hanks go on to make the movie Bosom Buddies? No, he went on to make, no. I don't know, a little movie called, I don't know, Big. and Yeah, and, uh, and maybe know, maybe Captain Stephen Phillips. Amell will make a movie, but it's not going to be he, The Arrow. Well, so, first, so first here's, of all, here's he's going to be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, he, which is, <laughs> yeah, gonna he's going to be Mutant Arrow Turtles. surrounded by turtles. He's just going to be gonna Casey, be Casey Jones, Jones. Yeah. All right, so here's the sentence that I really like, and then I, I want to wrap up because we're running a little longer than I, I thought we would. Furthermore, Josh, think about this. If people based on uh, people based whether they see a movie or not on what stars or big names they can identify with, no one would have ever gone to see the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman movie. He was barely known and for an offbeat bad comedies. In fact, most of us who loved the Batman character groaned in agony when we heard that Keaton had been cast as Batman. But when we went and saw it, we loved the movie anyway. Why? Because, and this is my real point, the characters are the heroes. That draw for the movie, the suits, the gadgets, the special effects, and so on, not the actors who play them. If the story is good, well written, and it sticks mainly, the, and it sticks to mainly the source material, people of all ages who love these characters will go and see them and love them. Besides, Flash and Arrow would be minor secondary characters in the Justice League, just like Hawkeye and Black Widow are in the Avengers. Folks will go to see these movies for Batman and Superman and, and maybe Wonder Woman, um, regardless of who plays them. And that goes well for Arrow and Flash. So why not use the guys on TV? In fact, so much of their backstory and so much of their particular characters would come to the big screen with. Not to mention all the fans of these shows will also see the movies as tie-ins. And the fans uh, of the movies who might not have seen the shows may want to watch them. And he goes on to even uh, do the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it really comes down to the big names that drove the movies that started the comic book series weren't huge. 
Um, the fact that Arrow and Flash are not going to be huge centric people. They're there to see these characters. Right. And if they're done right, that's the big crux. If they're done right, it doesn't matter who the face is behind that. You watch George Clooney with nipples on for Batman, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Yeah. Well, Why can't we use the same TV actors? I will hold on. Listen, I want to give you five minutes for a rebuttal and then we have to wrap the show. So, Brian, first, I, I, uh, I love your dad's point of view, and I can. I think it's it's fantastic that that he wrote such a, a well thought out argument. I think that there's a couple things that that we're looking we're not looking at, and and one is nobody went to see Batman for Michael Keaton. He was not the draw. Jack Nicholson and Kim Basinger were the draws for that movie. It was a summer blockbuster, and it had Tim Burton on it. I did I mean I liked the movie as a kid, but I it pales in comparison to anything that's been done recently. Uh more importantly, we've made such a clear distinction in what we expect to see in our blockbusters that these small names won't cut it. They just flat out won't cut it, and I don't care how big Tom Hanks got, right? He he had to start small. I get it. Cool. But nobody watched him. Nobody watched him until Big was a huge hit. Nobody remembers the Burbs. They just don't. <laughs> okay. Well, so uh, I, I, I'm going to have to just comment on this really quick because in my email, my dad actually says, I'm surprised you didn't fight him for a little bit longer on this point. Uh, I will give you two minutes, sir. And oh, we'll we're going to do this like debate club. Okay. Uh, absolutely we are. You get two minutes. Um, I, I, I could see your point of view, but and, – and this is a conversation me and my dad have had multiple times. And in regards to any superhero movie, whether it be Batman or Spider-Man or anything, it, it's not always about who is underneath the mask. It's the mask in general. People go to see Bat- a Batman movie for Batman, not necessarily for Michael Keaton or for Christian Bale even. Or even when, when I go, went to see the first Spider-Man movie, I didn't know who the hell Tobey Maguire was. I had never seen Cider House Rules, um, but I went to see it anyway because of, of the Spider-Man character. It's the characters that, that are a big draw. And th- the point is, I, I, I think that these folks can definitely make it on the big screen, especially in the minor character uh, role that they're going to be in Justice League, just in general. Here's an idea that I have just for the sake of argument, and this seems like a really good uh, topic to us to, to talk about. And I want to say this for maybe not another episode just because um, the, the, art, the, the, the email that Brian's dad sent us is, is just phenomenal. Uh, but I have an idea that we can go ahead and, and use it for our website, thatkindofnerd.com. I love that. I'm still the polarizing one. And I, I it did, doesn't matter how many listeners, whose family members, whatever, I love that I'm still the polarizing one. I, I relish that, and I welcome the debate. Um, I wish I had a little bit more time to prep. But yes, listen, uh, Mr. Thornton, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the call out. This was, it was, a, it was phenomenally well thought out and incredibly uh, – articulately written paragraph or two that I I heard from CJ. So this is what we're going to do. We are going to post Brian's uh, Brian's dad's I'm going to call it an article to be honest. (laughs) Rebuttal to your to your suggestion online and Josh I would like for you to go ahead and repair a a retort uh, to to Mr. Thornton's uh, uh, post here. 
and then we'll, of course, allow Brian to defend in his dad's honor, or we'll allow uh, Brian's dad to actually post back. And I want to see this exchange. And if it gets real good, <laughs> let's get your dad on the on the show, Brian. He would love and, uh, that. Let's let's have him talk about he it. He would love to just uh, verbally box with you, Josh. I think he would have no problem with that. <laughs> so again, we want to hear your thoughts and your opinions. And uh, since it was, was some of the first ones that we've gotten, I think we have a, a good way, uh, a better way, uh, to get the, your opinion out there. So again, t- uh, you can tweet us at that kind of nerd. You can send us an email at podcast at that kind of nerd dot com or call four eight four. Three seven three four one one nine. Josh, Brian, thank you so much for for uh, recording with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you to the listeners um, who have tuned in for this episode. I thought we did well. Thank you for letting us run a little bit over. Um, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to the That Kind of Nerd podcast. We want to thank everyone for their support, and it means so much to us that you'll listen to our show. But we still need some help. So on our website, thatkindofnerd.com, we have a link to a GoFundMe campaign that will help us buy more equipment and necessary software to make the podcast. Whether you donate $100 or $1, we appreciate everything that you do, and we'll give you a shout-out on the website and at the beginning of the podcast. So go to thatkindofnerd.com, Look for our link for our GoFundMe and help the show keep going.